Since our last episode, we've had the third GOP primary debate hosted and moderated by NBC. We're going to give our take and our commentary on that debate, the performances of the candidates, and what we think will happen in the aftermath of that debate. But the day right before that particular debate, there was an election, well, a few elections. We had elections in Mississippi, we had elections in Kentucky, we had elections in Virginia, and we had a very interesting election in Ohio in regards to abortion. We're going to give our take and our commentary on that as well, and what the debate and those particular elections mean going forward into 2024, and what can be learned from both the debate and that election. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics, current news, and relevant subjects with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There's explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Like always, if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, Give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. And if you know somebody that would be interested in the things that we talk about here on the show, please share it with them. We're on all podcast platforms. That means if you know somebody that was interested in the topic of elections or the debate or abortion, because really that is uh, the the seems to be the differentiating factor going into 2024 as much as it's sad and as much as it seems so regressive for that to be the determining factor for a country it does certainly seem to be the case uh so if you know somebody that is interested in any of those things you could share the episode with them we're on all podcast platforms um so it's, I guess for us, I think finally the right is maybe a little bit, kind of, sort of, in some cases, starting to wake up to the the whole abortion issue and how much of, of a losing battle it is. Um, we've kind of, at the risk of tooting our own horn here, we've been very ahead on of the uh, uh, ahead of the curve on this one um i i've seen this for a while I actually like it, it became very clear to me when we were covering roe versus wade being overturned and we when we were out there and we were actually in the field interviewing people and getting people on camera me you and big vince were out there and i see all these women granted i did say that like when we were out in the field i did expect there to be more women out there but 
the ones that were out there were very passionate about it. And then immediately after the special elections that occurred and I saw how galvanized I want to say women but it, it seems like even men are like are voting in the in the pro choice um taking the pro choice route in some of these special elections I see how galvanized I guess the left is when it comes to that particular issue and it it immediately struck me as yeah this is this is a losing battle and then I remember I was very uh uh aggressive and and in my criticism of Lindsey Graham when he presented his uh his initiative right before the midterm elections and 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 so basically since then I've been very certain that this is an issue that the right is is uh they're just playing it completely wrong yeah yeah there's certain big players and, and by big players i mean like uh presidential candidates that are getting it president trump gets it um i don't know if ramaswamy has spoken directly about that particularly like that specifically, I know Nikki Haley has, and Nikki Haley being more of the the traditional conservative neocon. I feel like she gets it and she understands. Yeah, and so that was her shining in, in the debate, which we'll talk about later. But in the debate, that was her strength. Was that her? Her and Chris Christie, they both oh, yeah. basically had the same position. Yeah, Chris which, Christie too. Which, to her credit, she's. She's had she's maintained that position for a while and th- and ever since she's expressed that position you tend to see that the establishment media they tend to rock with her a lot because yes. basically since she's expressed that like every debate they say she won even though she she doesn't and you look at what they say after the debate and then you look at what other people say after the debate like yeah. on Twitter and stuff or X if you will and it's it's so different like I I remember seeing post debate analysis of of that from the mainstream of that particular debate from the mainstream media and they were all hailing her and they bashed they bashed Ramaswamy. Like, they just, they said, oh, he's vicious and he's stupid and and all of that stuff. But then you look on Twitter and you look at people that are are, are taking polls like like uh, Rusty Rockets. Uh, Ramaswamy uh, won. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. In those polls, Ramaswamy yeah. wins by a landslide. By a landslide. It's not even close. Yeah. And it's so crazy, the disconnect between the mainstream media. But you notice that the establishment... They too are very big on this abortion issue. I mean, l- let's not forget that, like, when we went out there on, in the field and, and we were interviewing people and we were kind of uh, uh, putting our finger on the pulse of what was going on with this situation, we didn't grasp it because we grasped it in the sense that we went out, but we at least I'll speak for myself. I didn't grasp it because no, my I, my whole yeah. my whole mentality was like, well. All this is 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 giving the state the right 
to pick how they want to operate and maneuver this situation. Yeah. I don't see why so many women are losing their minds about it because women in Illinois, nothing's going to change for you. Women in California, nothing's going to change for you. Women in in um, in uh, uh, New York, nothing's going to change for you. Women in Texas, nothing is going to change for you because prior to Roe versus Wade being, being uh, overturned, they had already the governor and the state legislation had already passed that the six week ban. Remember? Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, I was like, not a lot is going to change in a lot of places. And the places that it is going to change, because there were, you know, in, in the defense of their argument, there were some states that the minute that Roe versus Wade would be overturned, basically abortion would be illegal in that state. Yeah. So in their defense, I I, I I I see, but abortion in those states was already very so was already so limited already. Yeah, that it was like to me, I was like, well, I don't understand how big of a difference this is gonna make. But the dumb fuck that really made I feel like really galvanized was Lindsey Graham when he came out with yeah. it because to because immediately the left and the establishment media they all say, you see. They were good. They they overturned it to, to come after us now. Yeah, and that was a huge mistake because my thing is, if if you're speaking from the position of, of, all right, Roe versus Wade should be overturned because I believe that every state should have the the right to to go about this how they see fit. Yeah, I could rock with that argument, but now and that's where it ends. That's where it ends. But now <laughs> when you see that the people of those states. Are voting for abortion? Well, you have to let it be because that was yeah. part of it. Leave that it that alone. was part of it. Yeah. That that was part of the risk of overturning Roe versus Wade is that the people may not vote the way that you like them to vote. And guess what? And to me, this is why the red pill versus tradcon conversation continues to be one of the driving forces in 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 the zeitgeist and in culture and in politics. Yeah. In the backdrop, like Pete, there's a lot of people that aren't privy to it. There's a lot of people that that uh don't even know what's going on. Yeah, that aren't up to date on this stuff. But these men are so astonished that these women are voting for this. Like, uh. yes, <laughs> this is who the American woman is, yes. generally speaking. Now, people say, "Oh, uh, uh, when I when I talk like that, who hurt you or what's wrong? You no, hate women? It's no, it's just the this, truth. This is observation. Yes. Look." Look, and then when people say that, I'll be like, "All right, then look at the last, the Prime, last, yeah. all of well, basically every single special election that has taken place since the overturning of Roe versus Republicans Wade, are getting mollywopped, mollywopped in conservative states, Ohio. So you <laughs> tell me, you tell me if this is some oh you hate women or if I am looking at the evidence and telling you, motherfuckers, that these women want to kill their kids. Yeah. Like, and so and so instead of. Be mad about it, accept it, and if that's what... And leave the shit alone. Yes. Roe v. Wade has been overturned. That was bad legislation. Congratulations. Now, as a politician in a state where you are really running for the people, you have to sit there and observe their behaviors, observe what they care about, and then make your plan of attack. If you don't understand that, that's because you're not, again, understanding the red pill versus tr tradcon division, which is the red pill is they understand that this is what women want. 
let it be let it be oh this is, let th- it be this is who they are yeah like because because let's be real like that the idea that like they're being galvanized to the point in red states where they're voting like this this is something innate you know this yeah. is something that where they feel like all right this is this is like like just something vehemently against them and who they are as as a person as a sex that they have to vote this way in red states so imagine what the women in these blue states are thinking yeah. so yeah the and 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 I love it's just it's so entertaining when you see the cope of of the trad cons oh well it's just our messaging isn't right no motherfucker it's not the messaging yeah. It's that this is who they are. It's just let it be. Yeah, <laughs> and, and this is where that 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 epic ass conversation, and eventually we will arrive to that point where that conversation hits a more like mainstream stage. You're, like, talk, you're talking about red pill versus trad. Kind. Yeah, well, well, this is one element of it hitting the mainstream because yes. this is this is big. This is big. Like it's so much to the point where, honestly, for as abysmal as Biden is doing and how just there's just no policy or no platform that the Democrats have right now. Democrats are taking these W's, though. And they are winning <laughs> off of this issue. Yeah. This is like, you know what this issue reminds me of for the Democrats? This issue reminds me of, remember Jerome Bettis on, in, on the Steelers? Yeah. Like, just 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 plow through. Yeah. Like, just we have this secret weapon, and, like, we're just going to plow through, yep. and we're going to get these TDs, and, like, it's just... We don't we could we don't have to have like a great game plan. We don't have to have a great coach. We don't have to have a great strategy. We just have this one issue and we're just we're just plowing through like every city we go through with the like Patriots a- we're destroying them. The yeah. Bears we're just like just everywhere we go we're destroying them cuz we abortion yeah. is Jerome Bettis basically. <laughs> so just I just, feel like the Waterboy scene <laughs> where it's like abortion suck. They really really suck. and then and then <laughs> the Democrats are like no. And then you just go I, I just you know I I just imagine I I I I just imagine like 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 what you just abortion and then you see like Jerome Bettis. Well, you you see a guy in a helmet as big as Jerome Bettis, just like you know all fucked up. And then when he scores the TD and like he fucking he takes his helmet off and then like his face is revealed and it's like a uh, uh, an abortion fetus that made it. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you <laughs> this is what you created. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yeah, but hey, that's that's uh to me, that's the. This is why I feel that more than anything in politics, one thing that it would be very badass to be a part of is like uh like political like be, us being political strategists. Yeah, because like um this is the type of shit like that the head of the RNC should be looking ahead. See, when we've covered this stuff, we cover this stuff. And we've done this since uh, before president, uh, before uh, Trump was president, where we said certain things of what the culture was showing, yeah, and where it was going to lead to, yeah. And then when it led to that, then we're you know we're like, yeah, we kind of told you guys, and and I think that this is one of those topics that we've covered quite, you know, 
intensely, really, because like, we, we've covered it from the beginning and its inception, even before that, to now. And I think that, that uh, moving forward, if if a someone from the uh, like the the head of the RNC was like, listen, this is a topic where we have to tread softly. This is a topic where we need to understand the American woman, and we need to know when to fight these battles and when we're not to. We're not winning. Yeah. So, so we better change strategies if we want to to remain, you know, in power. Because the thing is, this abortion is one issue. The country needs the, the country has vastly more important way more that's what's so yes. crazy to me like the idea that like the left particularly women basically have shown that they will reelect Biden and who for for all they care reign in communism just so that like they could like would not have to like wear a condom, like not yeah. have the dude wear a condom or fucking give birth. Con- because to me, that's where my mind, my, my mind gets blown. It's like, I could understand if there was like no contraception, no birth control. Yeah. Like all these dudes were, were pull out game improper. Yeah. Some of us are pull out game proper and yep. some of us are pull out game improper. improper. They all, then I would be like, all right. Like I could see the women out there. Being like, yeah, well, you know, you're 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 banning contraception, and you know, uh, 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 you're you're banning uh, birth control and everything like that. Then I could see, well, like, all right, well, like this is like their last resort, you yeah, know? Yeah. But there's all these other methods, and like it still energizes them so much. Yeah. It's like. As much as I criticize the media for being disconnected because they are on most issues, this was one issue that I was... And I still feel like I'm disconnected. I, I just don't understand it. It just oh, doesn't like, make sense to me. Why, why it's so important to women. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, I, I don't it, understand it, but I also see it and understand one thing. I understand that, the reality of it. Yes. So there's no disconnect there. The disconnect is, is that I just... I can't rationalize it. Well... I think that, well, yeah, I, I don't think I can rationalize it in the sense of why it's so important, but also, like, I think uh, women look at it like something that they, especially the voting age women, right? Something that they've had their whole life, a right that they've had their whole life, that now they don't have in in, in, in their eyes because it's, it's not going to be an everyday thing. And so from there, that's just, this, is what I, this is why I'm saying, like, if that's an issue that women give a fuck about on the side of, no, we don't want to abort. We don't believe in that. That's fine. Do your due diligence. And I think that the Republicans are becoming very lazy at that. Like, again, you're running for public office, so you have to hear the people. Uh, talk to Joe Manchin about how that works. Because he knows that he was a Democrat, but he cannot be a uber fucking le- leftist. Yeah. He has to be well, a very, like... Clinton-esque type of Democrat. Well, yeah, but and and in, in certain places, like like because he's from West Virginia, and it's like it's it's a very Republican state, so he has to like he has to appeal to Republicans. Yeah, to, to, in a capacity, he has to be more moderate. Just like the guy uh, on Tuesday, 
that was running against the governor of Mississippi, the Democrat, even the the that was I think that was the if I'm not mistaken, the only election that the right won that day, the yeah. Mississippi governorship, which he was the incumbent anyway, so it's like you're kind of expected to win. Yeah. But the guy that ran against him was a Democrat and he, he's he was pro-life as a Democrat. But yeah, because Mississippi is totally, I mean, abortion is totally illegal in Mississippi. Yeah. So to have a chance to win, you kind of have to be like, yeah, I'm pro-life Democrat because that's the only thing that's going to give you an edge because yeah. you're in a state that basically abolished abortion. But I think what's catching the Republicans off guard is that this shit is happening in red states. Yeah. That's where it's just like, whoa, like, fuck, like, Trad Connery, you're failing me. Yeah. Like, that's basically what, and and you see, like, you you see these Trad Cons, like, a little bit of their soul dies with this shit because it's just like, they're (laughs) they're not rationalizing that. Wait, like, how could this be? And, and it's funny because that's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna uh, 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 say earlier. Like, this is one aspect of the red pill tradcon uh, 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 conflict dichotomy that that's that's taking place, and it's becoming mainstream. But another one that will, I feel like, eventually become mainstream is. How and, and and Sandman has touched on this in the past. How many women out there that are playing like the 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 trad con role? Yeah. Or as as some call them the trad thoughts. Like how many are out there that are playing that role because it's basically it, it, it's basically like beneficial to their lifestyle because I've been doing like some like anecdotal observation like on social media and like looking up like reading certain things and I notice that there are a lot of staunch tradcon women out there that that are all for like oh the man should work I'm gonna stay home with the kids conservatism porn is bad. Uh, 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 I was just watching a Tim Pool episode, actually, in, in sort yeah. of in in light of this observation, uh, where it was basically a sex worker arguing that sex work should be legal, yeah, and a trad con or a trad thought that's just, oh that's disgusting, and like they were kind of like having a debate, and Tim Pool was basically serving as as the moderator, yeah, and one. Uh, this observation that I, I continuously come across with the tradcon women is like they all they all tend to be dating or in relationships or married to very successful affluent men. Yes. Does that tradconery exist if you're dating a regular guy? You get what I'm. You yeah, get what I mean. Yeah, like I it, get it, you. So it's sort yeah. of it's sort of like it, it's sort of like. Uh, you're 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 uh you're you're like that one almost of those... like an ulterior motive. Yes. To being to being what you claim to be, it's just like oh well, I know there's a segment of men, many men I would say I would even argue most men that like this that want this. So is that like the female chameleon? Because to me, it's just like if you have this many women. And, and I think for the longest time, we've observed it in big cities, yeah. in leftist states. 
So to us, we That's always, we always, yes, we always had the observation that, well, this is how women here are. But now that it, this shit is happening in, in red, red places, yeah. this is how women, is this how women just are? Yes. Yeah, I and, don't know. I yeah. don't know. It's kind of, but it makes you think, doesn't it? Yeah, because and, and I think that that's why we're so ahead of it, because we've learned to accept this. So it's like, once you've learned that this is at least the women here, this is the shit that they believe in. Fine, that's you're free to think that, and you're free to believe that. Cool. That's it. That's it. Like, there's no argument. I'm not. I'm not trying to have a baby with you. So, like, if this is what you believe in, whatever. Right. And see, that's the thing with us. Yeah. See, like, because the whole like baby nuclear family thing isn't really part of our core philosophy, our worldview, or our value system. Like, because our core philosophy, worldview, and value system is is comprised of like a lot of other things. I would even argue like maybe bigger things. Yeah. SI, it doesn't bother us. Yeah. It's kind of it, it's kind of like oh like like oh okay like it, it that damn it, it's more of a like in passing like oh shit that's wild like I look at it I look at it like we're on the you know like when you're on the e-way and like you see an accident you see like the people outside it's like you look and it's like damn I hope everybody's all right but yeah. you keep going you keep going yeah that's whereas us. whereas the trad cons there that that was their car they're there yeah and they're oh fuck I, who do I call <laughs> fuck like there's fuck. triple I, there's no triple A fuck the babies <laughs> you they're know, burning you know like like it's like that you know yeah and um. And yeah, and it's uh, it's crazy. It's crazy because I do think though that, uh, that uh, like the trad, um, not maybe that's why not he, all of the women. That's why Trump is a genius for like that pivot he did. Yeah, with Kristen Welker in that interview he had with her, and he Be- and he kept it cool. Like, hey, this is what it is. Yeah, because it it's just like you see it now more than ever. Like uh-huh. why he did it because you and I like we spotted that shit right away. Yeah. But that's that's how uh, 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 on on point we are and how uh, uh, just like in this game we are. We were like, and I remember we even praised him when the trad cons were were bashing him. I remember Shapiro bashed him, Jeremy Boring yeah. bashed him, uh, ABL bashed him, like a gang of of motherfuckers bashed him. And I was like, man, like y'all really like don't see what he's doing. Like yeah. you, you're really gonna like stay on this ship because that's a sinking ass ship. Yeah, yeah. You you have to be a strategist in life and think about the small things to get to the to the big show. And so I think that he he's he's aware of that and whatever whoever his like uh, people are saying, hey, you know what, keep it here. That's it. So you have a good team, and so. You, to, in order to have a chance, you need women to, to get into the presidency. And so you have to understand what they give a fuck about as well. And um, it might not be what the Tradcons want, but, I mean, the tra- if the Tradcons don't have... Uh, if they're losing at this, they're losing it all. So, like, who cares what they think? Because, like, their worldview is, is an obsolete... It's not consistent with reality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, what, what, what do we fucking still? You, their <laughs> their way of life is a tape player. It's not even a CD player. Like yeah. motherfucker, we we rocking iPhones now. iPod? What? What is that? Yeah. And so when you understand that, 
you understand that it is what it is. As a matter of fact, I'll, t- I'll, I'll go as far as to say that the Daily Wire doing shit like the Snow White and all that, like, you're better off doing that. Like, you're better off trying to t- control media to to push culture in that manner to change culture eventually. But yeah, you ain't going to oh, change it overnight. That's a hundred-year game. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, exactly. That's a hundred-year game. That's not anywhere near now. And the now is what what it is. And so accept it. And and the uh, you have to look at losses as like blessings too because these are these are things you're finding out in all these special elections that you need to know. Oh, 100%. 100%. For 2024, yeah. Like, I remember I, I was I was we're outside I, I don't know why I got I got so I got so angry and aggressive, but I I was I was uh, having like a, a a pre debate analysis with my parents. Yeah, and and we were talking about it, and like I was just basically like uh, we were talking about how how uh, uh, the just the shellacking that the Republicans took, you know, in yeah. you know in the because we were having this conversation the day after the 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 election which was the day of the debate yeah and uh and i was like and i i what did i say i was like i said so i just couldn't hold back because the stupidity was like like killing me i was like yeah and if one of these fucking idiots like talks anything uh like is extreme right on and the abortion they deserve what's gonna happen to them yeah because it's just like (laughs) you know like i feel like Maybe the first special election, you might be like, oh, well, yeah. maybe. Maybe that was a fluke or whatever. The second, but like, it's just been consistent yeah. and it's been in red states. Like, it's pretty obvious. And if you notice, and I think this could be like a good uh, transition into the, the, the debate segment. If you notice, even DeSantis, he sort of took a different position on the debate stage that day. He was kind of like, he was still like in the realm of messaging, but he was basically like saying that like the the Republicans aren't playing this right. Yeah. And then then they asked Ramaswamy about it. um, And Ramaswamy, uh, 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 Tim Scott was like basically like Lindsey Graham, like just disconnected, out of touch. With that particular issue. Tim Scott shouldn't have even been there, to be honest. Ramaswamy. I feel like I feel I, like he I, ducked the question. He kind of he kind of ducked yeah. it and then in a way like he sort of he sort of like like blamed like blamed men. Like he was just like, Well, men have to be responsible too. Which I think I know where he was coming from in a way, because I, I've felt like this before, like I, I don't understand the notion. And well, he said something uh, starting off, which I thought he started off good. Like he started, he he started off sort of like something that you had said before. You had said something uh, along. Oh, because he said something. He was like, oh, people say men shouldn't have an opinion on this. And like, I disagree. And I and I agree with that. Like, I yeah. think that's like a stupid argument when people say, oh, men shouldn't have an opinion on it. But at the same time, I think where he was, it, it, at least it, it suggested that he was going with his argument was that it should be like a man and a woman's decision. Yeah. Which I could kind of, I could kind of rock with that. But I mean, like, it would just get too convoluted because I, I imagine there's many of these women that don't even know who 
the 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 yeah the the, the child's father is in yeah. in some cases some cases they do um but then like it, it the back end of his argument it sounded sort of aggressive towards men like oh, yeah. like you need to be responsible but like ultimately like i mean i i think both parties do need to be responsible yeah. i'm not i'm not denying that i'm not arguing that but i think that i think that um the problem is that it's just like ultimately like it's kind of like the always the woman's choice to get down because like most women i feel like they know that like men want to get down yeah yeah so yeah. like it, it kind of comes down to the woman like you're yeah. really you know deciding and and so well men are 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 so i think that that argument is a good argument if men taking responsibility is men understanding like well this is the red pill uh approach right I, and i feel like his was a little bit more, more like, like a traditional like, approach. like traditional yeah. approach and so to me that that's where it's like well um you did your messaging on this that's why i said i don't know where he stands really yeah because i don't know like whereas nikki haley was clear like this is this is what uh this is what it is this is what i feel uh, christy was like like that but then he started saying but yeah but lives matter even if like kids are on fucking fentanyl and all this shit and it's like yeah, well it was like what yeah, bro i don't we're talking about abortion yeah right? we're not talking about fentanyl overdose motherfucker like what are you unless you're talking about like a a a, a fentanyl fetus uh a fentanyl fentanyl fetus <laughs> yeah like the, <laughs> well, I, that would be like a wild thing to see oh like yeah a, a, a fetus off that fentanyl yeah. <laughs> stupid <laughs> i'm off that fan <laughs> yeah but like it's like otherwise like or uh, the, the opioid shit like that that's that's another topic that can be discussed but not having to do with pro-life pro-choice and that's where he lost me i was like ah, this yeah. motherfucker's just talking that i, I feel like ramaswamy is based enough to see where things are going i think he has the foresight to see where things are going but i think for the most part i imagine he's lived like a pretty like traditional lifestyle yeah and if you notice a lot of those guys like it is very hard for them to like totally subscribe to the red pill yeah. because it's like i notice i notice like with a lot of dudes that are are based in a lot of areas in that area they operate with a little bit of solipsism it's just like oh well because it's not it's not happening to me and it's not my experience like it's hard for me to like subscribe to it, whereas what I where you see with Trump, Trump's been with like all type of women. His motherfucker been divorced three times or two times. How many? Two times. He's been. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm between in between wives, many women. Shit, probably with during he, the the marriage, many women. Yeah, yeah. So like this is a dude that's like so based that like like you could tell like the traditional like way of doing things. Yeah, it doesn't like. I feel like he likes like the traditional like image like oh look at my family but like you know that like deep down like this is a guy that is just like you can take it or leave it yeah he's like a sailor motherfucker's yeah. been in all types of towns with all types of women had all types of experiences yeah and now he's fucking kicking it yeah with benjamin button exactly <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly so, so it's like that's what that that character was interesting to me in Benjamin Button. That was a very weird movie, but 
like that that sailor because like that motherfucker was just too like yeah just out there but it's like that's the guy that's been been everywhere and like exactly this is my boat we're gonna fight it is what it is and 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 you could tell that even if even if people like like would disagree with the point i'm making you just look at trump's life and even like some of the scandals even like the whole like Think about uh, the the mindset of a dude that like with the whole grabbing by the pussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that whole thing, even that, like you could tell this is a dude that like understands women. Yeah, he understands the world. That's what being based is all about. It's it's not about necessarily right and wrong. It's about what is. And so there's there's a it's it's kind of like you have to understand the the realistic nature of shit. Yeah, yeah. And and be okay with it. And and it's like well, you know, whereas people like let's say like a for the sake of an example, the Tradcons, you want to look at the world like this, like porcelain doll. Everything is, oh my God, the neighbors, the dog, the, there could be no wrong going out here. Like, and it's like, that's, that's not the world that we live in. The world is a very dark place too. And so in understanding that you understand, especially if you've been around, if you've experienced different experiences, if, if you've been in business in this state and then that state and ha- had another business over here, you understand like it's different people. It's different yeah. people and, and, and it's different uh, modes of thinking. Lifestyles. Yeah. Lifestyles, yeah. Like this motherfucker was like a rock star, but then also a businessman. Like, like what rock star do you know doesn't fucking just like live like a rock star? Because like... Trump doesn't like he lives like a rock star to an extent, but he his ass ain't drinking, smoking. He don't do that. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a guy who kind of he knows who he is. He knows how he's gonna go about things, but he knows the dark side of Hollywood. Yeah. He knows the 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 dope side of Hollywood. Like okay, this is kind of cool. He knows business. He knows the ground floor, like how how it is on the ground floor. He knows how it is with the elites. Yeah. And so when you're when you're in that world, you understand, okay, this is my approach. This is going to be my approach. This is what's so, like, in, in, in this uh, in this debate that just happened, that's where I feel that a lot of them struggle. And a lot of, just in, in, in general, a lot of politicians struggle is they're so careful about their image. Yeah. But it's like, whereas Trump, he's not careful. That's really, like, what kind of makes him. That's kind of what made Ramaswamy... Like what? Well, they said he looked unhinged, but like looked so good in this ele- in this debate was he was just saying how it was. Yeah, he was yeah. unleashed. And, and I think um, I think a lot of what you described with Trump, I think Ramaswamy has it too, but I still think he's very anchored down when it comes to like the dynamics between men and women. Because like, let's keep it real, politics very much as much as it's as maybe not quite as much but almost nearly as much as it's a, turned into establishment versus anti-establishment more than like left versus right yeah as much as it's that few notches below that it really is like kind of men versus women like because i don't know if you've seen the maps of of how like if only men voted. Oh, yeah, it'd be red. It'd be red. And then also, if you've noticed in the last two years, talk of like 
repealing women's right to vote has become more of a thing. Uh, uh, you, uh, Sandman doesn't believe in that, but like just pearly things talks about it. John Doyle, the yeah. the guy from uh, Heck Off Comedy, yeah. he talks about it. Like that's been that's sort of been entered into the conversation more and more. Yeah, and so and 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 that's because little by little people are realizing that because. If, if we look at it for what it is, like the things that are, seem to be important to men and the, how they vote, generally speaking, seem to be at odds with what's important to women and how they vote. Yeah. In many ways, Boardwalk, first the first season, kind of touches on this theme, which is like the guys do guy things. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's illegal. It's illegal. Oh, uh, the prohibition. All right, let's pour these drinks. This yeah. is... How we really think, yeah. And where, whereas, like the women in in the because it was uh, the what do they call the, the suffrage? The, yeah, the the, the, the suffrage. Yeah. yeah, like they have this like, and 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 the Irish chick um, that that ends up getting with uh, uh, Steve Buscemi's uh, character, Nucky Thompson. She has like this worldview that's like this is how the world works. Yeah, this isn't. And, and, and it, it kind of shows you the wiring of women's brains and the wiring of men's brains. Like, we could be good men, but we also know, like, all right, these are the rules. And, yes, on this side of, of the aisle, I will break, like, seven of these rules. But then I'm going to be responsible, get my shit done, and we're out here. Like, I'm still a good dude. Mm-hmm. Whereas women, they don't, they have a hard time being that way in society. If you've noticed, like you don't, you don't see women. Women don't have that. The uh, and it has to be like a hormonal thing, a hormonal difference, a biological difference. Like they just are not wired like us, so they they look at things a little bit more. They're more fearful. We're fearless. Yeah. Um. They're more weary. We're sometimes we just jump in, you know, yeah. and, and and I think our nature. That's that's where where we could bump heads because it's like we look at shit for what it is. So I mean, it is what it is. Like, well, either way, we're gonna get it done. This is how this is how it's gonna go. Where and then women look at it from the perspective of like, well, how will this affect me? Not like, oh, I'm gonna find the loopholes. Yeah, women don't they, like. I in 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 all this uh comparison of 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 how we look at things like I've never seen or or we even seen a woman character that, that like in any movie in any show in any movie that, that that has a woman empowered where she handles herself like a man she handles herself like a woman in power but not like a man right and so it it, it it's kind of interesting because now i feel the the world well i don't i won't say the world i'll say america has turned softer yeah. it has turned a lot more feminine yeah and 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 because of that we allow as men certain things and we're like oh well you know it's cool it's fine it's cool it's fine oh yeah that's fine too all right cool this this is fine as well and now where we are in in america is at that crossroads where like the the feminine shit that matters and, and the, the, the things that, that all these corporations are trying to push to, to make money yeah. is clashing with men. 
Some men are cool with it and some men are not. But but it, it definitely, to me, would be like the equivalent of men not 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 seeing far ahead of where this was going to take you. Yeah, because, <laughs> see, I think, like, before, the men that were for, because you brought a boardwalk, you see that the men that were for letting women vote it really it, it wasn't many of it much of it rather wasn't because they like really cared for their rights or anything it was because they felt like well the if we let them vote like they'll be on our side yes like the political party like they'll be on our side yeah so yeah it's just like you're the way the way you said it's just like well you're not looking ahead you're kind of looking at the now is i will let them vote but then what does this turn into 20 30 40 50 years from now now and i think what has happened is men I think before, like bringing a boardwalk, especially like when you think about that show and like the dynamics of men and women in that show, because it takes place in the 20s, you see that like the, the dynamics of men and women were, things were segregated and kind of polarized, but there was also like a, a sort of like a harmony between, because men didn't make like many concessions in fact very few it was just like this is how things are you are who you are i am who i am this is how society works and like that's it and like you don't really have anything to say about it over the years like men have made more concessions in in politics and culture and everything i'm not saying that's a bad thing but i think what has happened was rather than the concessions lead to harmony between the sexes, what's ended up happening is, I feel like we're at a place now where you have two types of men. It's either the men that are going to make concessions and continuously make concessions, thereby like in a way feminizing themselves, and then there's the men that they're like done making concessions. And And that's why I think you're seeing like, the 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 like like uh, uh, birth rates drop and like marriage drop and like all the because you got the guys that are out there and it says oh yes babe yes yes and like like how does uh, Rich Cooper say the the betaization by a thousand concessions yeah because yep. basically it's like that and like if you notice oh, if you notice that's kind of now I'm not speaking for everybody because I'm speaking generally because there are some people that aren't like traditional type relationships and stuff like that. But by and large, it's these these men and like these are the ones that make the concessions and then these are the ones that yes. are like kind of they're done with it. And and they tend to be like a totally different man. Like they're like they're the way they yes. are, they're very different. Their lives are different. The tra- the trajectory of their lives are different. And I think I think that's where where we're at. And I think because well, like Andrew Breitbart said, like politics is is uh, downhill from culture. That's it, it. Seems like the right is having like a very hard time adapting to that because yeah. if you adapt to it, you're essentially admitting that your a lot of your worldview, your value system, and your core philosophy is erroneous, and that's like yes. a hard thing. And that's the thing 
when you're like that versus like a red pill guy like yeah. Trump is like he doesn't have any of like these moral dilemmas because I feel like when you're a red pill person, you come off to people as sort of like morally ambiguous. Yeah. But it's not that you're morally ambiguous. It's just that if if you're if if you're in in a bad neighborhood, if you're in a bad neighborhood, right? And like this is a neighborhood that like you know like people people rob and and like they steal and like they hurt people or whatever. And you learn to fight, you learn to use a knife, you learn to use a gun, right? And so now you have that. And so basically like you you learn skills of violence, right? Yes. And and what is violence? Like violence is is hurting another person. Yes. You could get somebody that lives like in a totally different land that doesn't even hear about these things that would look at you like if 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 you're wrong morally because it's like, well, why do you want to learn to hurt people? It's just like, well, you're looking at it wrong. It's not that I want to learn to hurt people. It's that I want to learn to defend myself. I'm adapting yes. to the world that I'm in. So I, you could look at that like, oh, this guy is learning to hurt people. What's wrong with him? Yeah. Or you could look at it like, well, this is the world that we're in and this guy is adapting. And I think that's yeah. what it is. Is like if, if somebody has that core, core belief of, you defending yourself or learning to defend yourself is learning to hurt people. Then when those elements encroach on their land and then now they need, maybe need to start learning to defend themselves. It's too late. They, they have the dilemma of, well, am I learning to hurt people or am I learning to defend yeah. myself? Because you're, 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 your value system, your core philosophy, and your worldview is so rigid. Yeah. Whereas, like, when you're more red pill and more realistic, it's it's kind of like, well, no, this is the way things are going now. I have to adapt. This is the way things are going now. I have to adapt. And that's why I, I continue to believe that this is going to be something that drives politics going forward. And, like, we're seeing a little bit of it now in the primaries. But, like, what are we going to see of it in 2024 and beyond, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it's it's coming to a head, and, and, and it's something that, like, um, it's going to change politics. It's going to change politics. It's going to change the left and the right. But more the right, I think, in, in, in this regard, because you just have to, uh, it, as they say, play the cards you're dealt. And this is where we yeah, are in society. And, and if I was the right right now, I would be looking at this as an opportunity because I would look at it like, all right, well, if this is the, the, the thing that's galvanizing the left it seems from my perspective and you know people know they listen to the show we're into this stuff that the right the, i mean the left doesn't have any other bankable policy yeah. going for them and really all they have going for them now is like the fear-mongering of like the right is gonna yeah. come after you if i'm the right and like we collectively start to pivot on this, I would look at it as an opportunity of like, all right, well, if we kill this issue and we let voters know that like it's over, with. it's over with, yeah, then maybe we can like stop the bleeding. Yes, exactly, and that would be the equivalent of women's trajectory from the twenties to now. It's death by a thousand con concessions, right? And so you need to understand this one. You got to let go. There's other issues 
that can mold and change society and culture in a much more positive way in America because we are a dying nation. Yeah. Yeah, that's the truth. We are a dying nation. If you look at the parallels of Rome before their downfall and America, sexual debauchery, all-time high. And you know what? All these billion-dollar uh, sports companies making all this money, keeping us entertained. <laughs> Netflix, HBO, uh, Prime, all this shit. Ha- this is basically the equivalence of, of where we were, where they were in Rome and now. And so it's like, well, I think the last thing that we should give a fuck about is whether or not women want to abort. Because, like, that's an issue that should be way dead last yeah immigrants are coming through the border like fucking nobody's business pouring in yeah. yeah they're pouring in um socialism is what's keeping them here which means that now you're making because like the, the, the immigrants are getting out housing money like they're yeah. living good right now coming in and so you have to understand that as you complain about this shit, you're they're creating soldiers. Yeah. Soldiers that will vote left. So so I mean I, I what the fuck are you worried about this for? No. They're pouring in. The castle the castle perimeter has been fucking destroyed. Everyone's coming in. So now at this point, you have to mold society to your liking and this takes time. And so you need to understand the losing battles and the winning battles. We've it has been a two. Uh, it has been one week since our last episode. We talked about a winning strategy for the Daily Wire. This is very important. You're starting a media company for children. You're starting. You you've pushed these movies that are actually pretty good and very good quality. Build on that. That's how you. That's how you build something big that makes a change. Uh different different shit like. Different things that that, that that we could talk about from immigration, from from uh, t- tax cuts for people, from fucking like there's so much stuff that could make people like everyone is struggling because of inflation. Like if you really start helping with that and making the the people that that are in this nation feel like wow man my money's going further, wow the economy's booming, they're gonna be a lot more happy about that. This is why Trump is leading Biden by a landslide right now in all these polls because that's what they fucking look at. They look at him as, oh, that's the man who we were living good with. Yeah. That's this guy. And that's why the Republicans are not even getting close to him. With all these debates, nobody gives a fuck about what y'all think. We, uh, We saw what he was doing. And yeah, he did good. Again, I go back to this because this is like the the this is the importance of messaging and getting your message across is you can go six years of being asked to denounce the KKK and the neo Nazis and this guy's a racist and this guy's scum and this guy's a fucking asshole and this guy's the most corrupt politician and this yet your numbers with minorities grows yeah like. Because his messaging was so strong and his results were so strong, it it blew through like the, the um, media and, and and whatever anyone has to say, nobody cares. We out here, we're getting paid, and so 
it's important to understand that before you you get stuck on 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 that issue, which is really again a minuscule issue. Yeah. In a a vat full of way more bigger issues at hand, uh, for with foreign shit and and just as a nation where we are, like, my fucking kids don't even know if they're girls or boys, but your ass is worried about abortions. So we have babies that are going to grow up to be questioning whether they're boys or girls. Like, what the fuck? Where, where are we? Where are we being led to? And so, to me, that again, starting off since we were talking about uh, all of this shit and going into the debates, that was one thing where I felt okay. Nikki Haley overall did the best in in that particular thing. But I, I would say that for 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 the for that debate, Ramaswamy won. Oh, yeah, wow. hands down. Like he started off like uh epic with first off questioning why the debate is even being hosted by NBC, which I thought was just monumental and we've said this. Yeah. And 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 he was like he was like right this debate should be hosted by Tucker Carlson, Elon Musk and Joe Rogan. Boom. That was great. Like <laughs> right just start to to start off like that. Also Ronna McDaniel, like I remember saying this after the midterms, I was like, I think she needs to go, and I think she should be replaced by Lee Zeldin. To me, first off, first and foremost, Lee Zeldin and like the coalition that he put together in on the East Coast to turn all of those traditionally blue seats red, even though he lost his election, but like just the coalition that he put together, if not for those blue seats flipping. It would the 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 house would have either uh uh stayed blue or or it would be it would be a lot tighter than than what it is now. That was an example of something in in an uh, in an abysmal midterm. That was an example of something that was done well, and it's just yeah. like that was like the one little gleaming light of his like damn like that was a, like a true change because there was no red wave. There yeah. was definitely no red wave. So, like, basically, since Ronald McDaniel has been uh, the head of the RNC, it's been loss after loss after loss. Yeah. And I remember she did a a, a, a post debate interview, and uh, she, you know, they were asking her, "Oh, what do you think about Ramaswamy's criticisms of you?" And then she's like, "Oh, I'm I'm very proud of the work we did in in 2022. We won back the house, which." Biden is probably the worst president in history, and you barely won back the house. Yeah. That you did not do a good job. No, you did not. Now, if you if you got 40, 50 seats, then it'd be all right. They did their thing, but yeah. that wasn't the case. You did an abysmal job yeah. because that's the other thing too. Like like with the midterms and these special elections that have taken place. It'd be one thing if Biden was doing a good job and yeah. it'd be like, damn, like the job he's doing is carrying all of these elections. Yeah. But his popularity is in the toilet, as you see with his Trump's uh, with his with his polls against Trump. Yeah. So that shows you that people don't like him, but this abortion issue is carrying the Democrats. And that is why after these special elections, if you notice across uh, political punditry on X and, and in the mainstream media, there's been a slew of people basically coming out and saying that Biden doesn't need to run in 2024 because what have you realized? He's unpopular. He's doing a shit job, but this abortion issue is carrying us. So now 
if we can keep the abortion issue that's carrying us, but get a candidate that maybe is more likable yeah. and is more favorable against we'll, we'll Trump. We'll win in a landslide. We'll win in a landslide. And so that's why, like, all of these, these from, from the neocons that have been riding with Biden to the leftist media, to the leftist pundits, to the establishment, you've been seeing it across the board. Oh, it might be uh, Biden's done a good job. We got to thank you. We got to thank him for his service. But it might be time to consider somebody else for 2024. Like, all of this stuff. Yeah. Why? Because because the 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 numbers. Give it to the Democrats. Give them their credit. They are looking at the numbers. They're yes. seeing that they're not doing good against Trump with Biden yeah. in the polls. But yet we're winning these elections. All right, let's get rid of Biden, but let's keep the issue. Put Newsom in and Young or, or whatever. And actually, that was the badass part about the end with of Ramaswamy? the debate. When Ramaswamy yeah. said, let's stop playing these games. Just put Joe Biden aside and let us know who we're really facing. And is what's wild Newsom? is Ramaswamy has maintained that for the longest. He's yeah. been the one for, I remember he said that in the town hall, the, the Valuetainment town hall. Yeah. He basically said, he's like, I don't think it'll be Biden. And he's like, and if I'm the candidate, I definitely know it won't be Biden. They're not going to let it. Like, that was like his, his Kanye moment. Yeah. He was like, they're not going to let Biden run against me. He's like, if I'm the candidate, like, I, I 100% know it won't be Biden. Yeah. And I agree. Like, it'll just be, like, utter destruction. It, it would not yeah. even be. Yeah. Like, um, I don't see. I don't, I don't think it's smart. And, and honestly, with, like. The fire that has been lit under Trump and like just the energy that you see that he has and like little by little it's like he's getting that 2015 mojo back. Yeah. I I have a hard time believing that it'll be Biden also. Like I just you know I could see Biden if they try some tricks like trying to keep Trump off the ballot or something like that, but yeah. If it's Trump and it's like like the the fired up Trump that we seem to be getting again, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know how I don't I don't know how it would be Biden. Like yeah. I think it'll be unless unless they feel like this abortion issue can carry them over the finish line. Yeah, and, and if maybe, I were, and maybe it can. Yeah, I don't know. And, and then if I'm Trump, like my nickname for whoever's next is Baby Joe. Like that's it. Like you're you're just Joe Biden, but young baby Joe. Same uh, thing. Yeah, same politics. Same this. It's baby Joe. Yeah, painted like, with that yeah. brush. Yeah, because because when you when you kind of dehumanize a person and don't even uh, like acknowledge them as that person, and then you, you you kind of still you're you're still pulling them to Joe Biden. Like yeah. so so if I if I'm his campaign, like whoever it is, like. They're part of Joe Biden. Whatever it is, we're gonna pull it. We're gonna pull that candidate to Joe Biden standards, and so it's the same politics, the same this, the same that. Like that's what that's the point of attack. But yeah, like to me, to me, uh, I don't, I don't see it because he's doing so terribly now, and all the all the mainstream media is panicking about it. Yeah, they and, are. They are yeah. panicking. And so, and, and you know, because th they're like, oh my God, this, uh, all they, all they talk about Trump is like how he has all this indict, all these indictments. They, they're trying to grasp yeah. at something. And so I, um, I don't see, uh, and, and this is the first time that I've seen, like, obviously we've known that Biden just did, we didn't have the, the, the mental fitness to be president 
since the 2020 election. We saw it then. But the fact that they're starting to point it out, like yeah. th- that that says a lot. That yeah. that says a lot. So yeah, it's gonna be honestly uh PBD he he said this and and I've been saying this uh, he said it in the podcast that he had with Ramaswamy the day after the debate yeah. which was a, a great ass episode by the way um I think it was there that he said it I I believe so he was like that he believes that 2024 will be the craziest year ever and I think that I think politically 2024 is going to be so wild between like everything going on with Trump, between whether or not Biden runs, between yeah. however the strategies start to play out, between the 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 primaries. Even though the the primary argument that may not be that interesting, because I feel like in Iowa, like in January when the Iowa caucus starts, no, yeah. I feel like with Iowa caucus when voting starts. I feel like honestly that could be it. Like let's say the votes come in, right? Yeah. The votes come in and they and they reflect the polling of the primaries so far with Trump 45 and ahead, 50 and ahead. Yeah. I think basically every candidate can like call it quits at that point. Yeah. Like like why would you go on? Like because it's one thing when the primaries and it's just like, oh, like you're you're at 20 and this guy's at 18 and this guy's at 30. But like in the last two months, you've boosted yourself eight points. So it's like you could probably catch up to the guy that's 30. It's yeah. like that's more even. Yeah. But if you got one guy that's at 50 and it's divided amongst the rest. Yeah. Like, nothing. I don't. Why? Why do you go on? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. Trump's done. his. But now. Yeah. What would make things very interesting and not necessarily in a good way is if including Trump, the 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 votes are like more evenly divided. That would be scary. Yeah, that would be scary because number one, it would show that like the polling is way the fuck off for Republicans. Yep. And it would show that that damn like like now where's the country heading? Because. Cause I, if it's like a Nikki Haley and Joe Biden, I'm not gonna. I fuck around, won't vote. <laughs> oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, at that point, that's like well, for when we know, like for sure, like World War Three is yeah. happening. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, that that would be that would be bad. Um, yeah, at this point, I'm at the point where I've seen shit too. Like, I already look at things f- for what they are, like. We talked about the Hamas and Israel thing. Like, Israel should have known, and they probably knew, and they let it happen because they wanted to encroach. Um, people, uh, America probably knew about, uh, or they did know about uh, the COVID shit. They they allowed it for a power grab. That's it. Like, if you look at stuff... And definitely you, exaggerated. Yeah, exactly. Of course. The exaggeration game is what led to the power grab. And so when you uh, uh, realize, like, the powers that be, they, they push it because people don't pay attention enough. And they just, like, it's all sensational shit. Like, oh, sensationalism or propaganda. And they fall for it. Like, they they uh they make a lot of shit happen. 
Um, one of the stuff that was supposed to happen was Hillary was supposed to win, and then Trump came and came out of nowhere. And so, um, they'll, they'll, uh, like, I don't even know what the fuck 2024 has in store for us, but I feel like it will be crazy because there will be shit that will be like, cause, cause now another thing though, that's wild is how Trump is polling now. He's never polled this well and this early. Yeah. So that's the other thing. Like this, at this point against <coughs> Hillary, like his numbers were in the tank. Yeah. At this point, yeah, because cuz yeah, cuz he announced in 2015, he announced in 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 2015 and then yeah, and then to, uh, through 26. Yeah, exactly. So and his numbers were in the tank. And and like he really didn't start to climb up until like the end of the primaries. Yeah. Um, He's kept a low profile too, which I like because, like, right now, making it as politics as usual works the best for Trump. And, and you don't, you don't really need a high profile because, like, you're destroying in the polls. Like, you don't even need to show up to the debates. That's yeah. that says a lot. Because um, remember, we talked about it. We were like, man, you know, we agree with the move not to show up to the debate. But now, if you see after the debates, the po- the poll numbers change. Yeah. Then you realize, oh, I gotta, I gotta step in, but his numbers have gotten better. Yeah. So it's like how everybody says that all these debates, Trump is the winner. Yeah, yeah. And 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 so so that's the other thing that that's going to make twenty twenty four interesting, because Trump's never polled so well so early. So and I you, think that's the other thing that's making them nervous. That yes, and also if he polls, if he continues to poll how he's polling now. Or better, is there any point in debating Biden, or do you do do you do you treat Biden the way he treated the Republicans, which is well, you're not really in my ballpark, and you're really not worth the the hassle, so I'm not gonna debate you. I think, of course, this is given the fact that Biden is running. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question, cause. I guess if, if, see, I think you need to debate because like you're, see, you don't need to debate the Republicans because you're fucking 50 points ahead of them. In Biden, you're not, no, 50 points ahead. You're in, in Pennsylvania, two points in certain, certain state, three points. Like, so overall, he's not that far ahead of Biden. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot more even. So I think you definitely put the debate on the table. I think it's necessary. Um, but you, I, I think the, the thing is with Biden coming off like so meek and like just, uh, um, um, just meek and, and not sharp. You got to be very presidential. Like you can't come off. You basically got to like do, even though. They still said that he was a bully, but you gotta be like how Doctor Oz was with with Fetterman. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But anyone's gonna sound like a fucking bully against Fetterman. Yeah, but but like, remember, Doctor Oz was like so professional and kind, mm-hmm. and like they still said he was bullying him, yeah. which was like insane. But you gotta kind of come like like that, very poised. Like Trump can't get unhinged because it's basically gonna look like you're beating up an old man. Yeah, because that's what it's that's basically what it is. It's gonna be. That CNN town hall kind of showed us too that Trump was kind of that's his 
mode right now yeah because if you see the interview yeah. with Kristen welker like that's that's exactly he was like very presidential very poised yeah. and everything like that but i think like you you that's the luxury you afford yourself when you're so ahead in the polls yes. you know what i'm saying so it's just like all right i don't got a lot to worry about i don't gotta like get at people you get at people because like you kind of want to get the headlines and that's where ramaswamy is now yes it says i gotta like get busy because I'm going to get the base, the establishment. They're going to say crazy shit, which they did like yeah, yeah. nonsense, totally detached, totally disconnected. But, um, but amongst right wing, moderate Twitter, everybody loved Ramaswamy. Yeah. Like, I mean, just, that was like way better than the first debate. <laughs> yeah. Like it was just, man, this dude did the yeah. memes that have come out. It was just amazing. Like how well this dude did. Yeah, he did. And so, and so he has to keep that energy, Yes. which honestly, I don't know like why he lost it. I, I think, I think he, after the first debate, maybe he felt like, all right, well, I, maybe I came off as too unhinged or, or I don't know, because the second debate, he was like super like friendly and like, just not how he was. Yeah. And I feel like between woke Inc, the first debate and and this third debate, I feel like that's who he really is. He's a fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was going at Nikki. Yeah. He was going at the He was going at Christie. And 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 so fearless. And, and, and so he has to do that because basically he's doing what Trump did. Trump's first go round. Yeah. You know, Trump. Trump doesn't need to do that now. Had Trump, a whole presidential. Uh, for his his four year, he was president. Yeah. So he doesn't have to. At this point, you're at the point where. As we've said before, you don't have to flex everything like that you've done, and 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 and, and that flexes and, for and you. And the numbers reflect that people rock with you. Yes. you know, so it's different. Like if they weren't rocking with you, then it's like I got to fight. But yeah. like they rock with me, so like you're in a position where it's just like, oh, it, it's kind of like <sighs> like when you're the dude with money, like a, a, around a bunch of broke people. It's kind of no. like like you don't have the same problems they have. You don't have the same like you're looking at life differently. That's kind of how it is with as, as president. It's like they're all fighting for something. Yeah. Right now, I'm not in that position. I could be very presidential. And I think while keeping, be presidential, but keep the messaging like how it was in 2015 and 2016. That yes. aggressive messaging, but delivered in a poised yes. manner. And you could be you in the rallies. Yeah. The, you, the, yeah. the rallies are like the, this, this is the fired up Trump. The debates and the interviews are the presidential Trump. Exactly. Um, so, so yeah. Now, but the flip side of the coin of the question that you asked me, if I'm Trump, yeah, the debate is definitely on the table. Just approach it in a in a very uh, poised, polished manner. But I have a feeling that the Biden, can, if it's Biden, I have a feeling they won't. Do a debate. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if it's, let's say, uh, for this, we'll say Newsom, does your answer change or does it stay relatively the same? If it's about debating? Yeah. If it's Newsom, you definitely have to debate 100% because then Newsom, Newsom's definitely, Newsom's a sharp guy. I don't rock with anything he says, but he's sharp. Like he knows how to maneuver. Yeah. Oh, then the the conversation easily becomes oh Trump doesn't want to debate like you know yeah because yeah. Newsom's gonna want to debate a hundred percent like this motherfucker wants to debate DeSantis like 
And yeah. Newsom is making ra- presidential rounds. He was at the second Republican debate. Yeah. And really, honestly, he was the star of the show. Like, yeah. I don't know if you saw that the post-debate interview with Hannity. Yeah. He re- Newsom really did steal the show. Um, uh, went to China. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, he went to China. And like and and he even like you could tell that he was even like very likable to Hannity. They were like joking back and forth. Like yeah, yeah it it was it was uh honestly like if you're talking personality, he is a formidable opponent, a hundred percent. Policies though, I just don't know like if the country would really rock with California policies. Cause it's yeah. so abysmal. Yeah. So it, it's one of those things that, like, I think, like, he will get a lot of people on personality because he kind of yeah. has like that Obama thing going. But but he, the the benefit that Obama had was that he didn't really have like any 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 uh like laurels to rest on, if you will. Yeah. Like it was just like, oh, well, I'm Obama. Like I'm hope. I'm change. That's what people voted for. Yeah. Because if you notice, Obama is. One of only a few, or he might even be the only, if I'm not mistaken, president to win a second term with less votes than he won his first term. Oh, shit, for real? Right. And I I, I don't know how many presidents it is, but I do know 100% that Obama won with less votes than he had less votes in his second term. Yeah. And normally... That's the reverse. Like the guy that that like the guy that wins the second term, he normally wins with more votes than he won the first time. Yeah. Even Trump got more votes than he did the first time, and he lost. Air quotations. But <laughs> but um, but that wasn't the case for Obama because basically people were voting for like the personality. Yes. And then when the policies came, they're like, "Oh, this shit was like really like yeah. not good." Newsom. Yeah, he might have the personality, but you do have policies to prop you up, and they're all horrible. <laughs> so that's the thing. It's just like, well, I don't know how that'll translate, you know? Yeah. Again, why 2024 could be an incredibly interesting year, because it's just like a lot of question marks. Again, this whole primary discussion, it could possibly end in January, because if I don't imagine, I can't understand if Trump gets 50% of the vote and and, and the other 50 is divided amongst the rest of it's, the field, I don't understand like why anybody continues. Yeah, yeah, it's done at that because point. Because I, what it, like, in, in what, four months you're going to get a 30-point jump? Yeah. I yeah. don't see it. I don't see it. So since the Republican Party is definitely divided, who do you think... Uh, would be good as far as vice president for for Trump. Do you think that he would have anyone in mind? So crazy you ask that, and that's why you should watch that the the Ramaswamy uh, uh, podcast of of PVD because yeah. that that gets brought up. So Ramaswamy yeah. Ramaswamy they asked Ramaswamy a few questions. One of which is who he thinks would be a good replacement for Ronald McDaniel for the RNC. He said Charlie Kirk. I think Charlie Cook's all right. I would go with Lee Zeldin because there's actually like some sort of result yeah. to go off of. You know what I'm saying? And then Charlie Kirk actually thought that Ramaswamy would be good 
to be head of the RNC, but Ramaswamy's like, nah, like I'm I'm running for president. Like, yeah. So, now, uh, and and in there, PBD he brought up that Trump apparently at at the the rally he did during the debate in Florida was at some point I don't know if it was during or before or after was asked a question that in my opinion if this happened would potentially be like peak humanity like just <laughs> Uh, they asked him if he would consider uh, Tucker Carlson for vice president. Trump said, "Yeah, absolutely. I would. I would consider him." And so I was like, "Imagine, imagine like Trump and Tucker Carlson. Like that's it. Like it, I don't know if it gets better. Than yeah, no. That. Like I don't know. That, does Damn. it? Does it get better than that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like." You don't like, for instance, like Trump is very good with foreign policy. So like you don't need because a lot of people, I feel like Ramaswamy, I feel like even DeSantis to an extent, they would be sort of they would be sort of um, uh, relegated, if you will, to pick somebody that that is is good with foreign policy. Yeah, because they're novices when it comes to that realm. Yeah. Trump won't have that problem because it's like four years, no wars, did very good when it yeah. came to that. The world was basically at peace. This is how I felt when you said that it was peak humanity. <laughs> you know, I don't know Caprio. <laughs> no cap. No cap. Uh-huh. Yeah, that would be amazing because, yeah, like what you're talking about, foreign policy was amazing. Uh, you still pull in, I feel like, the trad cons with Tucker. Yeah. I, I think you do. Yeah. But Not all the trad cons, uh, but a, a lot, a of, lot them. of them. And then also, but the trad cons are going to vote for Trump regardless. Like, so that. I agree. Yeah. Like, they're. But, but like I feel Jeremy like. Jeremy Boring, like, uh, Muffer, are you, you're really going to vote for Biden? No. Shapiro, you're going to vote for Biden? You're going to vote for Newsom? Big Mitt? Yeah. Fuck, Big Mitt is. Fuck out of here. Like, yeah, that that's not, that's not going to happen. Um, um, so yeah, uh, I think Tucker brings like a lot of good things. To, I, I mean, the greatness of a Tucker versus Kamala Harris debate. Oh <laughs> my just, God. Uh, it's just like, I must see, it, I must watch it. Uh, if I saw that, I, I would lose my fucking mind. I'd lose my mind just because, like... That might be a more watched debate than a, a Trump-Biden debate, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Damn. Yeah. I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. Yeah. Unless it, it happens. It would be such a letdown, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah. So, yeah, 100%, I think, I, I, I think that, would be, that would be great. But also... The flip side, the Republicans are struggling a lot with women. Yeah. So I could see Trump picking a woman. Yeah. Because yeah. that seems to be like their 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 weak point. What well, if if and this is the thing, Nikki Haley Nikki Haley's presentation is so great. Like I've always thought she was she was good in uh what was she the prime minister or something? Not prime minister, uh she was the what was she what was the her UN exact title? UN the, ambassador. UN ambassador, yes. Um, her presentation is good. 
It's just that neocon shit. Like fuck. But I, if if yeah. you can get like a like I a woman, though, I I feel like I feel like Trump. I that's interesting. You brought that up because on one hand, looking at things objectively, I could see in some cases why she would be a good pick. Yes. But I do feel like right now Trump needs to be as based as possible. And what I mean based is like the MAGA base, like that MAGA base. Yeah, yeah. MAGA base, they don't fuck with the Bushes. They don't fuck with the McCains. They don't fuck with the Cheneys. And Nikki Haley basically is what Ramaswamy said, Dick Cheney in three-inch heels. Like, yes. she is basically that. And so I feel like whatever you could gain by Nikki Haley, you, you could also lose a lot. Yeah. And, I, and I feel that Nikki... And, and so I... If I was in Trump's camp, I would advise against it. I would be like, I see where you, yeah. what you're looking at, and I see... But I, I feel like there's also a lot that can be lost with her. Whereas what really, when it comes to uh, what, what think about, I'm asking you a question. Yeah. Picking Nikki Haley, what does she bring to the table? Does, if, if you were in Trump's camp and we're having this, we're two of Trump's advisors. I think with women, I think she would, she would do good. With, with I women, with I With abortion, agree. which is for, with women. Uh, so women, abortion. Yeah, and um, maybe you could pull some of those neocons and be like, oh, well, I'll vote for them. I think they'll still vote for them, but let's just say that. But I think that that would really be... So women, it. abortion, neocons. Now, yeah. the neocon argument, I, I would counter that argument by saying that Trump has isn't going to lose that that much that many neocons between 2020 and now so i i don't i don't know how much more we need the neocon the the neocon vote because yeah. i think ultimately like the ones that really hate trump then yeah they're not gonna they're not gonna vote for him like the lincoln yeah. project motherfuckers yeah but they weren't gonna they didn't vote for him in 2020 and and he still got more votes than he got in 2016. Yes. So you don't really need them. We've proven you don't need them because they yeah. didn't vote for him in 2020. Yeah. They were actively uh, uh, helping Biden's campaign. Yeah. So there's like a whole uh, uh, a Showtime documentary about that shit. So we know you don't need them. Women, you could get like another woman, a Carrie Lake, and like that would yeah. get some of the woman vote. And then the abortion issue... Trump is already pivoting on the abortion issue and he's yeah. the main flag carrier. So th that's my point is like, I don't think that Nikki Haley brings enough that another woman can't yeah. bring. Yeah. And in fact, if Trump has to pivot very hard on the abortion issue, like almost we're to the point where he's sounding pro-choice, it will probably be in his best interest to get somebody that's more conservative on like dude like like a mike pence thing yeah we're like all right well the, the evangelicals aren't sold on me so like let me get an evangelical yeah you get what i'm saying we I, don't know because again 
2024, the election, it's it's next November. It's a year from now. Yeah. So we don't know like how the messaging is going to play out and stuff. So uh, yeah, yeah. I, and then, I, I and then feel another, like you know what it would remind me of like when Game and and uh, Fifty Cent were trying to be friends in that like dinner. Yeah, that's the vibe I feel I would get if he picked Nikki Haley. Yeah, I'd be like, oh man, this ain't good. Yeah, this this, this seems like it's gonna be some disloyalty yeah. too quick. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I don't, I don't. That's why I said I, I like the idea of her. Pre- her presentation is very good. Um, I like how she carries herself. I don't agree with a lot of the way she goes about shit in the sense of like policy. No, certain things, yes. I think the on abortion shit, yes. But but like her messaging is like like you said World War Three, I'm in. Yeah. It's like nah nah bitch get the fuck up on. Pe- not only do people not want that, but it's it's very much at odds with like the the base and and yeah. what Trump is on. So yeah, I, Tr- I Trump didn't talk war. Trump blew the fuck up out of that uh, the, the Iranian motherfucker. Like hey, it's over with. Try me please. And I think that that's how you should be. You should be like cool, calm, collected. If you're tried, just knock out blow and then get the fuck up on. Like, no, we're, yeah. we ain't starting no wars. And that's it. Which is uh, what what was, I think, sad about the way Netanyahu, uh, <laughs> like, just congratulated Biden when the shit wasn't even done yet. Yeah. I thought that was real. Uh, like, just some fuck shit. But I just think that her, she wouldn't be the... But you do need like a, and you know what? You're right. Carrie Lake does give you a lot of what what Nikki Haley is, but it's something that can work. Yeah, I, I think. And 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 to counter my own argument about picking a woman, the other thing, if you're Trump, that you have to think about, and and uh, PBD presented this to to Vivek, is. You're going in knowing that you're only going to serve one term if you win. Yes. So you have to be considering what happens after you. And would you pick Ramaswamy in that? In that well, case? that's why he PBD asked Ramaswamy that he was like, "Would you take a VP spot?" And and he's Ramaswamy is definitely changing his tune because before he said no, like definitively, no. he's like, "Nah, you know, I'm running for president, but." And they're like he and PVD is, but he, but I like PVD pressed him. He's like, nah, but hypothetically, Trump wins, and he wants you to be be his B, VP. And Ramaswamy's like, he, he's like, you know, I never. He's like the type of guy I am. I I never think of a plan B, plan C. Like I'm plan A, and I go all the way. And then and then PVD was like, nah, but you have to, like this is yeah. this was <laughs> and. And you should watch it. It was a good one. Yeah. And uh, and then he was like, he was like, yeah, I guess I would think about it in the time. And so like that already is a concession from before because yeah. before he was like a definitive no. Yeah. And uh, hey, you'd be a fool not to think about it. Yeah. And I think I, the reason I don't particularly think he'd be great. Well, he would be great. Great vice president. But he doesn't bring. I don't think he adds. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so either. So maybe maybe the only thing I would I would. 
wonder and maybe you could get an idea of this when voting starts is if he's able to pull the vice presidential the, debates the the son the, the well yeah that he definitely i don't even think that bitch would show up hell no nah. yeah for that yeah. nah um but uh but you maybe like let's say you see ramaswamy's numbers when the 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 voting starts and he gets like good with like young people yeah. Then it, you could be like, oh well, that's something, you know. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I don't. I really don't see what no. else he would bring to the table. I don't see anything because the only thing that would excite me is that if he's vice president, he's obviously next in line to run for president. He would have Trump's backing, and then from there, that's just a good career move for you, Vivek. <laughs> like, yeah, you're going. He, he's not a. He's not a big enough name. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, he will like. From and we have to look at the ascension of where he started to now. It's, it's a great jump. Oh, it's an amazing humong, jump. Yeah. Now you're vice president, and then you have Trump's people. One they, of which that we pointed out way before it it occurred. Let yes. Me point that out. Oh yeah. Way before yeah. Way before he even ran because like I remember you brought up the book and how amazing it was. So we didn't even look at it from that perspective. Like yeah, that he would run. And then when he ran, like we were excited because it's like fuck, like this guy's a this guy is cerebral, like this guy's not like, and and I think that that's uh, partly why he's done so well is because he understands the importance of of of, of uh, his campaign, and so him being vice president and then taking in all the MAGA yeah. people and be like, all right, this is the motherfucker who's really been running on this shit, that is explosive. Because right there, you know you're going to get challenged by DeSantis. Yeah. You know you're going to get challenged by certain Republicans, but you just have that, it's the strength in numbers type of thing. You I, you have the mantle now. I Also, I can't imagine, because especially, and PBD brought this up as well, not, not he what PBD brought up was that Trump hasn't attacked Ramaswamy, which, which I've noticed. Like, in fact, every time Trump refers to him, it's sort of respectful. Um... But so that's what PBD brought up. But what I'm saying is, I can't imagine because of that that Trump would not like want this guy in his cabinet. Yeah. Oh yeah, he definitely deserves a spot in the cabinet. Um, I, I don't think vice president is the best for him. Yeah, but I I could see him as chief of staff. I could see him as um. Jesus, chief of staff would be excellent. Yeah, I I also could see him. As press secretary, because like he be like he can like slice them up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I there's a lot, but um, but yeah. But now picking Carl Tucker Carlson, that's huge. Like like name recognition. Yeah. That's big. That's real. The big. only thing is, I think in that regard, Tucker Carlson is now the one sacrificing a lot. Oh yeah. And so I, I think Tucker. Would, would have to think about that because like I, I don't think that like in his position because because he's talked about it he's like i don't know that i would because like, i like where i'm at and yeah, i like where I'm and, and that's the other thing i was gonna say like i get the sense from tucker that he likes what he does like very yeah. much and then you you really do create like it, it, this is almost as, as for the red pill like um Oh my God, I'm I'm drawing a blank. What was the the gentleman that passed away? Uh, oh, uh, Kevin Samuels, uh -huh. right? It, in a way, it is a death and a vacuum you leave behind because it ain't no 
Tucker on X no more. Oh, yeah. Like, in a way, you just Kevin Samueled yourself when it comes to media. Yeah. You're not, of course, you're not dead, but you, you've now taken a a way bigger responsibility and you leave a, a huge hole. Yeah, and, and, and also it's just like, like different soldiers play different roles and it's just like, the role he plays is an important one. And yeah. it's just like, is it worth that void? You know? Yeah. 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 So, so, so it's, it's not so cut and dry where it'd be like, where, it's to the point where I'd be like, damn, I'm excited because that would be very exciting to me. But I also, it would be very bittersweet for me yeah. experiencing that. Cause it's like, fuck, like it's all or nothing now. Yeah. This is, this is, Bottom of the ninth, like type shit. Like, I I don't know if he would. I don't know if it would be wise for him to risk it. It would be something that you'd have to really meditate on. And even I think even if you meditate on some shit, like, like if I was him and I was asked, oh hey, do you, would you like to be vice president? That shit would blow my fucking mind. First of all, second of all, I wouldn't be able to sleep. Yeah, I I really I general I I probably would not sleep for a whole week because that's how that's how important. The calling would be, but it'd be like fuck, because because it's it, it would be, man. It, it, I would almost feel like uh, um, Winston Churchill in the Darkest Hour. Remember when his ass was just sitting in the dark. Yeah. And then the fucking uh the king comes to talk to him, and like his wife turns on the light, and his ass you can see he hasn't been sleeping. He does he like he's defeated like because he's I don't even know where the like I don't. I don't know what the right choice is anymore. And then he gets that blessing. Like, it, it, it's one of those moments where it's like, that would be how I would feel. Like, that would encapsulate me being asked that, as Tucker. Yeah. Like, because it's like, like ah, damn, that's, that's too much. It's yeah. too much. <laughs> yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep on listening. Remember, if we talk about something that you know somebody would be interested in, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. And if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.